I want to sing Bimmin' It to uh, the Funky Town. This episode of Speak is brought to you by Arquette. Arquette is always developing solutions for architects and professionals who support them. And at the AIA this year, they revealed Biminit. Biminit is a plugin for Revit that allows you to access Arcat.com's huge library of free BIM objects, families, and system files without leaving Revit. Search for specific products, configure them, and load them into your project all in the same window. Go check it out at Arcat.com in their BIM section. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Biminit. Welcome to Archispeak, the podcast that talks about what it's like to work in the profession of architecture. Welcome to episode 147 of the Archispeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. For this episode, guys, I thought it'd be kind of interesting. We all have kind of different uh, different days. And what got me thinking about this is we have a number of interns in our office right now, and they're, some of them are getting their first taste of what it's like to work in an office. They might be like third or fourth year, fourth year design, finishing going into their fifth year or something like that. And it just got me thinking that students that are in school right now or maybe getting their first taste of what it's like to be in an office may not see the big picture of like what everybody else in their office is doing because they're so focused on maybe doing what their current task is or being overwhelmed a little bit. And I thought it'd be interesting to take a step back and we all sort of do similar but very different things, and we have some different experiences on a day-to-day basis. And I thought it'd be kind of interesting to take a, a day in the life of, so to speak. Sometimes, what, what are the, some of the things? And not everything happens on every single day, but what are some of the typical things that might happen to you during a day or throughout the week? Just the scary stuff that... That everybody should <laughs> stay away from. Well, it doesn't all have to be scary. All right. I, I think Cormac should go first because he starts his day before us. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he does. Do we do we start with my commute? Sure. Part of, Which part commute? Of real life. Well, part of my real life is getting up and heading to a good old uh, jumping into D.C. traffic. Heading north to Baltimore and getting into Baltimore traffic. Um, all the traffics. All the traffics. If I had to go any further, I'd get. I'd pretty much cover all of you know the Eastern Seaboard traffic. But uh, you know, it's a good time for me to catch up on my podcasts. Yeah. Which you know, I mean, as much as and you know, we, we sort of made mention of you know your potential uh, two hour plus. Uh, traffic jam that you might be sitting in tomorrow for yep. your early morning commute. Yep. I don't necessarily mind it. I mean, when I first moved here and I was commuting into Northern Virginia, it was actually far worse because, I mean, it was more standstill. This is a constant flow. It's, you know, further away. Everybody's like, well, why don't you work in D.C.? It's so much easier. Well, I go into our D.C. office every once a great while and 
it takes like an hour and 15 minutes for me to drive 12 miles and it takes me 40 minutes to drive, you know, roughly 43 miles. So I'm okay with that. Now I, I hear you calling it DC and I was told by you that we're not allowed to do that. No, do you want to, you know, cover that real quick? Oh, what, wait, no. wait, what, what is this? <laughs> no, it's like, well, it's like Neil's aversion to Cali, right? Yeah, uh, don't. Or, or San Fran. Ah, oh, Jesus! Oh my Christ. God! Hey, bleep myself already. Real, real quick. <laughs> it must be like this pan plague type thing because we said San Fran around your wife, and she like flipped like you did. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, at least you guys are on the same page with that. Exactly. Yes, we are. You did check your notes beforehand, and both of you have the same disdain for San Fran. And Cali. You know, yeah. and apparently putting the you know in front of any of your numbers. You every time you say that. <laughs> yeah, so so anyway, back to the, the D.C. thing. Where you're not supposed to call it D.C., right? So you've got a bunch of East Coast listeners who are who are cursing at you. Who are flipping their lids right now. No, you either call it D.C. or the district, you know. I don't, I don't know, but... <laughs> Well, but I'm 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 an astute listener, so I caught. But on if you call it Washington D.C., is that okay? You, we know you're not from here. Oh, I see. Yeah. If you use the proper name, then you're properly wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare call it what it is. Exactly. All right. So anyway, sorry. Side tra- side track there. No. So you know, I mean, I mean, are we? Uh, if if that's how we start our day, I mean. You know, other you know, thankfully it's summertime, so I don't have to shuttle uh, children who live lit- or you know, a block away from their school and still refuse to walk. Um, <laughs> that's you know, a story so, for another show. Yeah, that's another show. Um, but yeah, that's the way my day starts. Is uh, you know the the good old morning commute, but it's just enough for you know, say if I do hit traffic. That really slows you down, and, and it happens. Gives me just enough time to get a good 45 to an hour-long podcast in, and it makes the day start off pretty well, especially as long as I don't listen to... My God, have you ever heard of Arca Speak? Yeah, don't listen to that. No, don't listen to those guys. <laughs> no, no, it's... Uh, careful, careful. People will take your advice. Well, hopefully they take our advice, you know, and... Not not about not listening to the show, but you know maybe about you know other stuff, other stuff. Yeah. So are we? Are am I mapping my entire day out or or a day in the office, man? Just just yeah, it gets give us an idea of what it's like. What's your your kind of typical (laughs) life? So if I want to if I want to cop out and and go with you know what my real day tends to be like, give people a glimpse. Give give people a glimpse of what it's like to be you. Come on. Okay, so then if we're talking reality here, um, from basically between the hours of 8.30 to 11.45, 12 o'clock, I'm on the phone with contractors and conference calls of some form, shape, or another, whether it's a BIM coordination call or a uh, OAC call for one project. And then go to lunch. OAC. And then... What's that? What's OAC? Just, just. <laughs> I actually know what that is now. Oh yeah. Then let me yeah. see if you do know. <laughs> owner architect contractor meeting. Yes, it is. It is the owner architect contractor. 
Yeah. Oh, usually it's it, actually, to be quite honest with you, and sometimes in my case, it's listening to the contractor say what is causing them delays and try to place <laughs> all of the blame, if not most of the blame, at our feet, saying, "Well, you know, we just." Uh, you know, we really need to have these submittals turned around. Like, what submittals? Oh, you know, the ones we just sent you yesterday. Oh, oh, oh. so you're saying that you want me to, though I'm contractually obligated get, to get them to you in 14 days, you want me to turn them around in less than 14 hours. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it's my fault because it's a delay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Not saying that there's any contention, you know, no, of, of any kind. Of yeah. No. Honestly, it it, it varies um, uh, because I, I can map out. Because what's interesting is I have a project that's near completion of CA. The building is actually a, a finished and has been occupied uh, for a few months now or starting to slowly occupy now that school's over with and the professors and everything are sl- slowly moving into the building. But the bri- the pedestrian bridge that we've heard me talk about, um, that was delayed, uh, supposed to have been done um, at the end of last summer, was delayed and never started. And now we're through that process, and it should be done in November. And it's been rolling along pretty smooth. I had a OAC call today. What was that again? owner, architect, uh, contractor. Mm-hmm. So I had another uh, OAC call specifically for the bridge. And knock on wood here. You don't have to cut that out, Neil. No, nope. um, I'll keep it in. That one uh, is is rolling along relatively problem-free because we did, I mean, because the bridge was actually all of the steel was uh, reviewed last year and constructed. And it just laid in a uh, steel yard for the past year. And so, you know, other than a little, a couple of uh, demo snafus here and there, just because of unforeseen conditions, you know, it's actually uh, been a, a relatively painless, um, I, I say that with a, you know, deep breath and heavy sigh, yeah, right. but, you because know, <laughs> I know the second I say that, and I, ho- I hope somebody's yeah, out there yelling, he's like, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't. So I won't. Smart. So I have that one. And then I have a project that is um, probably at about 30% construction, and uh, I think, I don't know if I've made mention of this, they they gave me access to the construction cam. So one of my mm. daily rituals in the morning is to log into my computer. And then, you know, once I sit down with my glass of water, I click on the Internet Explorer. Sorry, Neil. It's Internet Explorer, not Safari. Yikes. And, yeah. Jeez. And um, and then I go into uh, the construction cam and, and kind of check out what the day's progress has been. And where their regret probably lies is I've, I don't know, eagle eye, something like that. But I've been able to catch uh, a few issues that I've seen just from looking at the construction cam. And um, I will take a, you know, do a screenshot, take it in a blue beam, could do a couple of little red marks on it and uh, send it off to them. 
Yeah, I get that email back from them. I appreciate you checking in on us. Um, I think the construction cam is going to go down for the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome. No, but uh, you know, and so and then I have a project that is in mid schematic design, kind of a. It's it is one that is, to be quite honest with you. Um, it's a big one. I mean, it is the largest project that I've ever done in my career. It is ultimately will be a 15 story renovation addition to a 1960s hospital that will be turned into a school of medicine teaching labs for a project. I probably shouldn't say the name cause who knows for disclosure safety sake, I guess I won't say the name yet. Just because. To be released in a later episode. Right. Keep listening, folks. And someone's probably like, you've already said what the project is. I know what it is. <laughs> Somebody will know, but most of us won't. It's okay. What's interesting about that project is, and Evan, you know, because we do similar projects and stuff, you, you know, you'll see that depending on the type of project it is, you know, whether it's labs or, or just a student union or, or something like that, you'll see the number of consultants grow and shrink and the variety of them, whether it's, you know, uh, wind plume testing or micro vibration or whatever. And you'll just, and so <laughs> I, I swear to you, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we have 29 different consultants on this project. Jeez. Oh my. You want to talk about cat herding? Yeah, serious. My sweet You need Jesus. more than one it PM is. on that project. Well, we have, so this one's actually an interesting one where we do have a PIC, essentially two PMs and two senior PAs kind of coordinating and constructing. And we've basically split it up and I'm core and shell. And then another one's tenant fit out. And then, you know, one's contract handling and mm. scheduling and, and things like that. So it's a, it's a really interesting one. And so, you know, we're about to do a, a, a seat change in our office. I don't know if you guys do this, but we'll actually move around and consolidate the team so we're not having to yeah. like traipse back and forth through the office and everything else. And so it'll be easier. So like now they're moving the, the pods. And uh, so there will be a core and shell team and a tenant fit out and um, existing conditions team. And so it, it, it'll be interesting to... Actually, what'll be good is that, although not that I can't use the exercise to get up and walk around and make sure that I still have blood flowing in my body after sitting down and doing multiple conference calls throughout the day. But, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be good to be able to like just spin around in my chair and say, okay, you know, we need to work on this or, you know, how's this going or answer questions or just divvy up work and all that other stuff. So I am, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. <laughs> that, that'll be the report for next week. That sounds like a lot of conference calls in the morning, lunch. A lot, a lot of conference calls all day long. All day long. Okay. So all day long. Break for lunch and then back on the phone? 
Well, so I'll I'll just give you a snapshot of today. So sure. snapshot of today is that I I came into the office. Today was one of those days where I I was on vacation for a week and a day. I didn't go into the office yesterday, or I, I went into the office yesterday, but I still haven't dug out of the sea of unread emails. And so, you know, I didn't even get a chance to handle that when I immediately started saying, hey, okay, let me catch you up on, on what we've been doing. And so I was whisked away to a conference room and we kind of, that we had everything pinned up in there and we kind of walked through all of the different different things, uh, programming and um, schematic designing that's been going on over the past week. And and then from there, you know, people are like, have you gotten a chance to uh, read this email or that email? I'm like, it's, I look down at my watch. I'm like, it's noon and I haven't even gotten to my desk yet. And literally I like walked past my desk. I hadn't even set anything down. I set it down in the conference room when they were like, oh, come here, let me show you this. And then Two, three hours later, I'm emerging like, okay, now I really got to do some work and then hopped on some conference calls. Uh, today was the, the wonderful follow-up calls for the active shooter implementation that uh, you will start to see more and more in your clients as we start to traverse the society that we are now living in. And I'm going to try not to get political and ranty here. So we'll skip that part of it. Yeah, well, we'll skip that part, but, and then an OAC meeting for the bridge. So I, and then today I left at, uh, six Don't honestly believe I actually answered a single one of those or even opened and read a single one of those 300 plus unread emails just from the past week. Don't worry. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> oh no, they're not. <laughs> World's no, not no, ending. They're not. I'm sure there's probably an email in there somewhere telling me that I'm causing a delay by not answering an email that they just sent me and are wanting a response for yeah. immediately. I'm curious when you <laughs> left, did you turn on your out of office so people would get some sort of response that you would not be there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I, I mean, it's not going to stop them. I no, mean, no. It, I, I literally it's they not had stop them, but full conversations with me and my out of office reply <laughs> for the past week. It was absolutely hilarious. There was one. I I did actually read one email that happened to be that they were responding to my out-of-office res- uh, reply because mm-hmm. that was the one down at the very bottom. And then there was like this whole string of a conversation going on between them and the client and a contractor and a sub and a and a manufacturer. And it was all started with my out-of-office response. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, you read through that whole chain. But what's great about it is to say, you know, yeah, you've got the... Men- the mundane of having to go through all the different kind of like levels of project management and administrative type paperwork and things like that. But because I have three different projects that are in three different phases, I get to deal with different things. And, you know, I'm dealing with design issues and solutions. I'm dealing with construction related things. I'm dealing with closeout. I'm dealing with all these different facets of, you know, our daily life, all within a day. I'm glad you kind of brought it back there at the end because I think you were selling the life of a PM as 
something less desirable. Oh no, I, I, I honestly, it, being project management as as <laughs> as much as sometimes you know it kind of wears on you a little bit just because you've got so many things that are you're trying to balance. You get to have your hands in every facet of a project. You're going to be doing business development. You're going to be doing, you know, contract writing. You're going to be doing additional services. I mean, you're going to be dealing with marketing. You're going to be dealing with all of those things. And honestly, I mean, the day in the life for me is a lot of things. And it's a lot of good things because, I mean, I I will never grow stale of like, God, I wish I could do something new today. Because all I've got to do is wait a few minutes. Because it's a guarantee. <laughs> it's a guarantee. <laughs> Just wait a few minutes and something new will happen. Or you will get a question. Inevitably, you will get a question that you have never heard somebody ask that way before. And I'm sad to say that, yes, sometimes, just sometimes, there is a stupid question. Sometimes. I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a Jeopardy, a Jeopardy answer. I could have asked the question. <laughs> so exactly. Ding. What is a stupid question? Right. <laughs> yes. You've won a new car. I'll take contractors for 500 <laughs> Exactly. All right. So California boys for Neil. Uh, <laughs> Neil's turn. There's a beep in there. Who gets up early? Who gets up earlier between the two California kids? I don't know, Evan. What time are you normally up? I try to get up at five. I wake up about that time. All right. Well, you've been on the planet longer. Go for it. <laughs> All right, Neil. Since since you're not getting any younger, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I don't want to bore everybody because... My job's a lot like yours, actually, although it's all kind of new to me. So it's just a big bucket of every day I feel like I don't have all the answers and I can't get everything done. I think that's probably the most <laughs> frustrating thing for me. Is I, that, I, will say, I will say this, yeah. and I don't know if you do this, but I'll write down... I'll I'll come in and I'll actually write down, you know, like pressing things that I need to get done. Sure. And when I say pressing, I wanted to put phrase it that way because at the end of the day it becomes a depressing list. <laughs> because it's depressing to see how little I actually got accomplished of the stuff that I actually wanted to get accomplished during the day. The list gets longer, not shorter. Yeah. And it's never that I don't do anything. It's that there's just so many things to do that what I thought was a priority was reassessed for me by other people. Right. right. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I don't no, know no. if you do that it's, or not. I mean, you're absolutely right. So a, a typical day for me and, and what's becoming a typical week for me is I've got two projects under construction, another one beginning construction, several more in the city trying to deal with issues at the cities. Then there's others that are are just not even into the city yet. So I've got a lot of things going on. And what's most interesting is that I'm 
as these projects are beginning constructions, many of my OAC meetings are not conference calls like what you're doing. I actually have to be there. So at least I think um, of these ones, at least once, I think we have two meetings a month and one of them is on site. So it's every other week. Basically I'm on site and most of my projects are at least an hour drive away. So it's not too bad, especially if I don't have to go first thing in the morning. Although one of them is at like about nine o'clock in the morning. So that's like an hour and a half to two hour drive in the morning just due to traffic. So, and that one's on a Monday. So that that's a real win into the office at least by seven so that I can spend almost two hours in the car to get to the meeting at, you know, that starts at nine or nine thirty. Oh, oh, wait, I didn't know we were going to do that. I didn't know we'd think we were going to compare. Oh, no, I'm not comparing anything. I'm just, you, you, you want to know what my, you know, what my commute to, uh, my to OAC meetings are. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know which one yours yeah. is. <laughs> no, I've got two either, either flying to Durham, North Carolina from Baltimore, Washington international airport yeah. or to St. Louis, Missouri. Now, do you do that once a month or twice a month? Uh, once a month for each project. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so hey, you win. I, I don't get to fly. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't know we were comparing. No, no. So that, competitive. I'm kidding. I'm to- totally kidding. No, that's, I mean, I'm not sure which is really worse because the problem with for, for mine is that, okay, yeah, it's a couple hours drive. You're there for an hour and a half, maybe two hours, depending on how long things go, what's, what exactly is happening at the OAC meeting. And so actually I want to take a minute or two and talk about what happens at, at least say, for instance, at one of mine, usually depending on which one it is, some, some of them, we start off with a job walk and then we come back into the trailer and sit down and, and go through the contractor meeting agenda and we go over all through all the items, uh, you know, are there any neighbor concerns? Are there, you know, what's the job progress? And I'm trying to think off the top of my head now what some of the other items are typically, you know, we go through outstanding RFIs or submittals. And then if it's a pay app sort of uh, meeting, we sit down and go over the, the numbers and is this right? Is it, you know, then we sign it and all that fun stuff. So you know, that, that's all interesting, but since I'm not flying somewhere, it's not taking up the whole day. So of course, after that's done, then I drive back to the office and like you, I've got another conference call that afternoon. And so in the hour to two hours in between, I have to sometimes find time to eat something either in the car or back at my desk before the next call. And then Typically, I've got uh, right now three different people working for me, so they've got issues that they're coming up with as they're doing their tasks on the different projects. So it's usually kind of like, hey, Neil, what about this? Um, Neil, got a question about that. And so it's the the two hours or so in between, and it's like, okay, I need 10 minutes to prepare for this next call. Boom, get it. Or I don't even get that. Jump on the call and hope and pray that somebody doesn't ask you something you're not ready to answer. <laughs> Usually it's like, yeah, let me look into that for you and I'll get, I'll get back to you this afternoon <laughs> or tomorrow on that. And so that's been more and more of my week. So I'm not flying, but 
you know, it's more and more time out of the office, which I think is, it's interesting for me because it's creating a new challenge in how do I manage that work while I'm gone? And then basically everyone else on the team has to step up because when I was in the office more before many of these OAC meetings started and I, and I was gone a good chunk of the week, you know, I'd be there more often and we could work together as a team. Now I'm gone two, three days out of the week. And so they're, they're really having to step up. And I think it's a great opportunity for somebody who wants to grow and do more tasks because guess what? You have to. So that, that's been kind of the interesting part and the challenge too, is how do yeah. you keep everybody on track and, and doing things and answering questions so that they can keep moving when you're out of the office almost three, two to three days out of the week. It's a challenge. And, it, and what's interesting is, I don't know if you get like, um, say, new interns, summer interns type things. Oh, yeah. You we know have we several started. of those. And, um, of course, you also have that task of not only keeping yourself busy, which usually is not a problem, or, you know, keeping the project team busy with select tasks here and there and stuff. But then, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, this person who really doesn't know any programs or, you know, anything that we're really doing, can you find some work for them to do? <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have that challenge this summer. I did last summer. I had an intern working on our team last summer. And fortunately, she was fantastic and uh, really stepped up. You can tell sometimes if you got somebody who's really good and especially if you can only give them a little bit of instruction and they run off, do a little research, get the product, you know, and then present you with, okay, here, I did this, or here are a couple of different options for this. Which one do you prefer? As I, like, oh, all right, this person's on the ball. And then you can start trusting them with more tasks yeah. or, hey, can you just take care of that? I don't have time to deal with that. I don't even have time to tell you what to do. It's just, we got to get that done. You go figure it out. And it's really great, when, especially if you have an intern, it's only been there six weeks or something, and they're able to do that. And so yeah. that that's really fantastic. And then sometimes you get an intern that can't, and that's more work. And that's okay, though, because you know what? You, we really shouldn't expect them to be able to do anything, especially if it's like their first office job and maybe they're like after their third year or something like that in school. And right. we know that you really don't learn office protocol or anything else. But I will say that I'm, you know, I, I, I say that because the last job that I had prior to coming to where I'm working now, we hired a lot of interns, but they were really, really green and, you know, we had kind of just not really issues is just, it was more time consuming to basically get them started on things and always having to kind of check them or redo the work that you asked them to do. You know, not really any fault of the process. It's just, you know, they, they didn't really know what they were doing. Now, I mean, the, uh, wow, the interns that we've got in the office now, they are sharp. I mean, they are all on it. They're self-starters. They really know what the heck they're doing. I, I like this process. I like the process that we go through to to hire the our summer interns because they even, you know, we have a recent high school grad that is going on to architecture school 
that started off shadowing and was somewhat interning. And boy, is she smart. I mean, she is so, she's going to do great in this profession is all I can say. I'm, I'm kind of glad and I'm, I'm hoping your experience with your interns are similar to that. And if not, it's just, it's somewhat par for the course, right? Yeah. I've been pretty lucky. The The woman I had working on our team last year was really good. And we had a, a, a special case this year where actually a student who finished a civil engineering degree actually last year decided he wanted to go and work in or, or go back to grad school, and get an architectural degree, he decided yeah, civil engineering wasn't what he wanted to do. Anyway, he needed a job for like a year. Because he, it was too late to apply for fall last year, and so he was going to take a year off. And it was kind of a weird situation. We were thinking, do we really want to hire somebody for just a year, and then they leave, and and going to be gone for a few years during during grad school? But we hired him, and oh boy, he's turned out fantastic. He's been great, and I keep telling him, do you really want to leave and go to grad school? <laughs> uh, maybe... Uh, Maybe you should uh, just keep working. It, that can be fantastic and it can work out well. But I, I want to take one moment and, and also mention, what is it with, we have several interns and a number of them, and even some of the regular employees, they walk around the office with their headphones on. What the hell? You're interning in an office, trying to well, kind of. Which in the 21st century, there, Grandpa. I, I guess. All right, Grant, I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to step up and be old man yelling at clouds here. But it's like you're in an office, you're there to learn, and you close out all the damn conversation that's having happening around you in the freaking office. And you know, we've talked about this in the past. Where I know. I, I know. I, I no, no, no. That, that honestly. The best education, especially for recent grads and, you know, interns, is the conversations that are happening around you, not what's on the screen. It's the conversations around you, understanding, like, all of the different facets of these jobs. I mean, the reason we're talking about kind of our typical day is that there are so many different facets to what you do, you know, in an architectural office that shutting yourself off and plugging your your ear holes is is actually an adverse to your education red flag man it's a red flag right there it's stupid yeah right there you go evan red flag it's like those kids that are doing that it you know unless they're just stellar and turn out to be fantastic those those aren't the people you invite back or when they yeah. say, "Hey, can I come back?" It's like, "Yeah, no, and yeah, we we don't need we don't need that spot, or we don't need that person next summer, or when they graduate." Right. So anyway, I I don't want to go off on that, but it just it it came up today, and it just it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and you know, not only just the interact the conversations you have around you, Cormac, but it's really just interacting with the people. In the office. I mean, if you're walking down the hall and you got your headphones on and I say hi and you just like boop, completely ignore me. It's like, oh, all right, well, screw you. I'm not even going to bother <laughs> trying to talk to you at, at any point. It's like you're dead to me at that point. I don't think it was personal. Yeah. I, I know it's not personal, but the <laughs> point is you're in a goddamn office 
interact, learn. That's what you're there for. Yeah. Generate relationships, right? Because that person you generate a relationship might be working somewhere else and they might go, oh, hey, I, I remember working with this person. They were fantastic. Yeah, we should totally hire them. Or it's like, nah, you know, I never talked to that person because they just sat there with their headphones in all the day long. <laughs> or, or, or learn where the experience well that you can go to is, you know, listening to somebody manage a project and listening to, you know, their phone conversations like, Oh, you know, maybe this guy, um, this guy's talking about a dumpster enclosure. Maybe I, you know, and and I'm supposed to be working on a dumpster enclosure. Maybe he can guide me in what I need to know, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I I really tried to pick the most glamorous of projects. You sure went there. (laughs) Hey, I'm, (laughs) I got an email this afternoon about a trash enclosure. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it happens. Hey, another thing I want to mention about the day-to-day tasks, and it's only because our draft invoices came out this week, is doing that. I mentioned I'm out of the office two and a half, three days out of the week, traveling, being on site, coming back. and I mean, it takes up a good chunk of the day. Mm-hmm. and And yet I still have to deal with the invoices, following up with that and then basically seeing these invoices going, Oh crap, we're over budget on this. How do I, you know, is there an opportunity here that I should ask for more money? If so, how much, Oh, here's invoices coming in from the consultants or requests for extra services from the consultants. In fact, I got one last week and they're already complaining like, Hey, have you gotten that approved yet? So we can invoice it. And, in our process, because we have the consultants working for us, they send us their request for extra service. We redo it and put it in our format, send it right, to the con- right. send it to the client. Yeah. Then they sign ours. Then we sign theirs, send it back to them. And all of that is filtered or, f- uh, you know, facilitated through me for, for at least the projects I'm on. And that's just, it's just a lot of work that, takes oh, yeah. time right paper pushing yeah that that you have to do and and when and when you're you only have those hour or two hours in between different conference calls or or things like that then it's like okay well i gotta deal with the team gotta do all these other things when the hell does that stuff happen during the conference call I uh, no no no. I, you were totally uh, you know paying what? attention. I, I <laughs> most of the conference calls that I've been on, at least, I really have to pay attention, and I'm usually interacting most of the time. Not always, but there's not a lot of time I can or make a sketching. Uh, I, no, I, I, there's I mean, not a know, lot it's... of dead time during my conference calls that I can focus on something else. Yeah, I, I tend to end up leading most of those calls so yeah right. there's no so more you don't have no more time. sketching no more right. you know multitasking it's focused on you know the conversation at hand yeah uh, right right I, you know with the occasional hey where's the mute button so that i can just uh i don't want them to audibly pick up you know my eye rolling <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that's becoming more and more typical as part of our process is, in fact, a good example is, okay, we got plan check comments back on one project. 
you send that out to all the consultants and everybody gets their first look at it. And then we've got to schedule a meeting just between the five different consultants so that we can discuss and coordinate and make sure we're all on the same page and making sure we get the, 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 re, you know, the reply in. And usually there's always something, I mean, holy smokes, there's all kinds of things coming up on this one project and I don't want to get into the weeds on it, but they're not simple answers. Right. It's you know, not like, oh, here, change this note. Okay, everything's great. It's like, no, actually, oh, you know what? You need you actually need to have an equal distrib- distribution of your handicap units or excuse me, accessible units, and you don't have a two bedroom accessible unit. You have a you have a one bedroom, you have a three bedroom, you don't have a two bedroom. Oh crap. Where the hell are we gonna create that? And you know, so that just create generates changes and that affects the civil, it affects the landscaping, it affects the structural it's just down down the line, right? So doing all of that at the same time. So, I mean, these are, this is the day in my life, right? It's basically all of those things in a day. Putting out fires. A little bit. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, like I'm, I'm running from one fire to another. And I, I honestly have to say, I'm like, am I failing at my job? Because it feels like all I'm doing is putting out fires all day long. No, it is your job. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you are doing your job. Maybe I should come in with a with a fireman's hat. And say, there it is. That that's my hard hat is a fireman's hat, and I'm putting out fires all day. Mm, yeah, but you also get to put on your cat herding hat. You get to put on your <laughs> <laughs> my accounting hat. Yeah, that's that's the real popular one at the beginning of the month. <laughs> Invoice draft invoices time. That's my accountant hat. Yeah, or it's always the, okay, I know that you're spending a lot of time and the project is demanding you doing a lot of like submittal reviews and RFIs and stuff, but uh, man, you're putting you're burning through a lot of CA hours, so you need to oh. do everything that you're doing, but in less time. Yes. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. So here's another fun one that is part of my day. And this was actually, this is the first time I've, it, as people know, I'm, I'm a planning commissioner here in the city I live in. And this is the first time I've actually been contacted by an applicant at my office. Usually no, the no, applicants no, 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 no. contact the city and the city will give them the email address I use for correspondence for planning commission things. And sometimes they'll call me, they'll get my number, they'll call me. They'll ask to meet, and then I give them the procedure. Sure, happy to meet with you at the city with planning staff. They will facilitate a time, and and, and at the city, you know, one of their their conference rooms. And everybody's usually pretty cool with that. But this time, this just happened this week, and so this was a little bit of uh, something I had to deal with, I guess, during part of my day, which was. This person contacted me, left me a message on my work phone. So that was really odd first off. And I guess it's not hard to find this number, but because he's another architect and he's like, well, we have this design. We'd like to show it to you, like to get your thoughts on it. And the city has some issues maybe, but anyway, that's normal. And I'm like, Hey, I called back, had to leave a message and said, I don't have a problem doing that. Here's the procedure talk to the city, blah, blah, blah. The next day, he sends me an email to my work email 
with five attachments, all showing his design. Now, granted, when I pull it up in Outlook, all I get is an icon. I don't even get a, a preview image. The very first thing I did, email him back. Don't do this. Don't contact me like this. I'm not looking at this. And if you'd like to do it, I gave you a message yesterday about the procedure to do it. Then at the same time, I turn around and I have to email the city, email the city attorney, the the planning manager, and basically explain exactly what has happened. This person contacted me. I did not look at this. I immediately told them what the procedure was, what I was willing to do, what I can't do, and please don't do this again. <laughs> it's all the procedure to make sure that I don't uh, have a, any sort of conflict of interest. Right, right. And and so this is all kind of blown up in the last two days, actually. It's kind of interesting. But it's always it's a weird thing where you're, I literally had to take a, a few minutes out of my day and and deal with this because it's kind of an an immediate thing to deal with. So that's another interesting thing that can happen during your day. You know, that's a little outside of architecture, but it's part of what we do. Not really, because you're dealing with, you have your day job, you have your night job. It's dealing with architects and, and other things. So it's, it's kind of interesting to kind of see the overlap. Yeah. I would say if you're an architect, don't contact planning commissioners like that. Don't do it that way. <laughs> Go through the right procedure. <laughs> Don't reach out to them on your own. Or, I mean, if if you're an architect that, I mean, we all have projects we have to present to planning commissions and city councils. Be very careful about how you contact them yeah. and what you actually show in someone like that, because you can get commissioner or or council person in a lot of trouble and maybe that's your goal but it'll also put a bad taste in that commissioner or city council member's mouth so be careful about that when you're when you're dealing with that i think somebody's out there gunning for you then (laughs) (laughs) uh no let's hope not i i don't think so so evan that's my days not all in the same day, but quite sometimes all of that happens in the same day. What's your life like? All I can say is that I'm, I'm glad that I'm not a project manager. <laughs> <laughs> Give people some, another viewpoint here. I, yeah. What's, what's funny about this is like all the things that, that you guys are talking about are none of the things that we talked about in school, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Not at all. You would almost wonder... If somebody like listened to or saw the reality of what a day in the life of actually is, if they would want to actually stick stick around and finish school, or if they were like, mm, let me go see uh, what computer programming is all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, make it, what's money funny that way. I think about like reality shows and how. They're they're heavily edited, and it's because of this stuff, right? You, they would they would yeah. pick actually about two to three minutes out of our days and and make the show about that, and all the rest would hit the cutting room floor. So. Well, I mean, you know, what do you think? Of, I mean, that's what HGTV is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just the highlight reel. Yeah, they walk in the first day, they meet the client. The next day, they come back with a new house, all of these new plans that apparently. The next day, they can start building off of. 
They've clipped out the entire design process, um, the contract negotiation. They've they've clipped out all of the permitting, all of the documentation, all of that other crap. You know, so that whole day is really more like six to sixteen months worth of work. I, I laugh right. because it's sad. Yeah, it's it, it's not good. And then if you have, and Neil, if you, I'm sure you remember this from your single-family residential days, people expect, wait, you can't get me the plans tomorrow? <laughs> N- no. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I was doing single-family detached production work, it wasn't that bad in that respect, Cormac, because you're dealing with builders and they understand the process. And that's different than when you're working for an individual homeowner, say, doing a remodel, who's watching HGTV, right? Right, and because that's they, what I, that's what I have, mean. Okay, all right, I get it, yeah. they had, That homeowner has that expectation because that's what they exactly. see on TV. But when you're dealing right. with the professional builders, they have their demands, absolutely. But they also but they understand, know the reality. they know the reality that, of what you have to do to get things done. Hopefully they, they understand that, but it's called reality TV. (laughs) It's called unrealistic TV, which has done a really crappy number on our profession. (laughs) Sorry. Shouldn't have done that. We're not doing a good job of selling it. Cormac. Shouldn't have gone there. All right. All right, Evan, help us out. Sell, sell the profession to, to the listeners. Come on, glamour boy. (laughs) Give us the highlights. Well, in Southern California, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was like 120 something here last week i don't have to sit in an hour or two of traffic every day i i will tomorrow but that's really abnormal for me i I drive about 12 minutes to work i kind of spend i'm hanging up now yeah bye i get up i get up early and i try to take prepare myself for the day and take care of myself that's really been my focus for the last i don't know eight or nine months and and so I feel like when I actually when I get to work I'm I'm totally ready to do whatever it is that day and and honestly my role has changed quite a bit in the last few months in our office because um, while I I was a senior designer now I'm the head of our digital practice in the office so I spend actually quite a bit of time planning out what where we're headed instead of working actively on projects although i still am working actively on on one or two projects so i guess um i could give a couple of different perspectives um based on kind of shifting roles um but i think they're both equally exciting for myself because they're both things that i love to do and i i don't you know it's not like i'm going to stop being a designer ever but to me it it really is a, an amazing way to spend your career is, is designing projects and working with clients and solving their problems and delivering actual, you know, seeing that all the way through, seeing it through to the very end. So I do have a project under construction right now down in Huntington Beach, and it's like you were saying earlier, Cormac, there's a webcam set up, and I, I just I pulled it up while we were talking, but it's it's dark out, so I couldn't see it. <laughs> uh, but but it's really – it's it's the biggest building that I've ever worked on and it's under construction. I don't know how far along they are, maybe 20% or something like that. Primary steel's up, they've got floors in, but that's um, that's kind of where they're at. I think they're probably starting to hang uh, HVAC and stuff. We'll see. I haven't been out there in a couple of weeks. So that's that's really fun to, to check in on and, and obviously there's RFIs coming in for that and we're 
you know, sorting out details. So that that happens every once in a while. But for the most part, we have the PM on the project is also doing CA, so he's handling most of that stuff. And so, sorry, throwing around a, a lot of acronyms, the, the project manager on the project is doing construction administration, so he's handling most of the requests for information. <laughs> now, awesome. my day-to-day stuff, really, I, I try to... Right now, because I'm going on vacation next week, I'm trying to get a lot of stuff planned out for a guy that I just hired to run with for the next few weeks. And so I'm really trying to... He, he actually just flew down. He, he actually works in one of our Northern California offices. He flew down to hang out with me tomorrow at USC for the... the it's called BIMBOP or something. It's a big uh, tech conference that, that they're running out of USC. And we're then working on strategy of of stuff that he's going to be working on while I'm out of town. And so my day-to-day right now is mostly figuring out kind of a roadmap of where HMC is going with technology. And so that has to do with design technology and has to do with BIM. And it's really about just kind of being very future-minded. So we've got a lot of cool high-tech stuff going on. We've got VR and 3D printing and um, real-time rendering and, and a lot of neat stuff on that end. But then on the, you know, all the way down into the nuts and bolts of, of day-to-day kind of tracking our projects and where they're at and how they're going. And so I'm working on many different aspects of kind of the whole company's technology infrastructure right now. But as a designer, I'm also going out and meeting with clients specifically right now it's a K-12 district and we're doing a a kindergarten building on their campus along with modernization, but I'm mostly focusing on the new design of of a new building for them. And so that's kind of working with them and sorting through schemes and drawing up different ideas and just kind of talking with them and learning what they need and, and working with them to help them understand or help me understand them and what they need to, to get the right building onto their campus. So, I mean, before lunch, Typically for me, it's like catching up on the emails that I didn't get to the day before and then probably drawing and modeling somewhat and getting ready for presentations. And right now that just means, you know, like basic 2D, 3D stuff, maybe in Rhino and then going into Illustrator and coloring up some site plans and floor plans and real basic diagrammatic stuff at this point. I I posted some stuff on Instagram a little bit ago, but it was like I... For this, because it was a kindergarten, I thought it would be fun to to cut out blocks and and try a bunch of different schemes out. And and we had our our little team get together and and shred a bunch of ideas. We took photos of those, and then I took those into the computer and and started to make them more, you know, snapped together with real boxes and stuff like that for for the plans that we presented to the client. So it's kind of a mix of analog and digital. A process for that so it was kind of kind of fun because i don't always do that and i think one of the things like when you brought up this topic neil was the day in the life like it's it's different every day and it's different every project so i'm just kind of giving you guys a snapshot of what it's like right right now and then the other thing i had going on this week was interview prep we had a team go out and going for a project today so doing a lot of kind of graphical prep for that and again kind of frankensteining together site plans and things for for diagrams to be drawn on top of and and so kind of just triaging layers and layers and layers of information into single plans and as fast as possible so that we can get that stuff ready for the 
for the interview so that they're ready to talk about anything that could come up during an interview. And so that's, you know, that's kind of a high stress, fast paced process that we go through and, you know, all, all in the, the, in the name of winning work so that we can keep everybody busy in the office, which brings me to another kind of daily, not daily, but a weekly thing that we try to do in, in our studio at least, which is just, and this is not something that they go over in school and most people don't have to deal with this, but our, our leadership gets together and talks about staffing and who's working on what and who's got availability and what projects are coming and which ones are lightening up and which ones are getting heavy and so who can work on what and who needs different kinds of experience. And so that's kind of one of the burdens of just being in a leadership position and not to, not that a burden's a bad thing. It's just trying to figure out how to keep everybody busy all the time. I don't know if you guys are involved in that in your studios, but oh, yeah. but it, it yeah. is quite a quite a task. And not that it's my job to keep track of everybody, but there's you know I have to give input based on what we're doing and what our what our team needs, and and just keeping your ears open to what's going on in the office, so that so that we can inform this group who decides who gets to work on what, just with the latest information. So there's there's a lot of just shared burden there with everybody all the leaders in the in the studio to to make sure that everybody's busy and and doing what they should be doing and doing something that is helping them grow and all that kind of stuff so i think that's just one of the overlooked things that we kind of have to deal with every once in a while monday mornings are probably the busiest for me because we have this thing that we call arc talks and it's it's a presentation that somebody gives each Monday for about 30 minutes. So it's short. Everybody in the office is invited. Whoever can show up will try to. And it it's just a different topic every week. Sometimes it's a project. Sometimes it's something else. Um, but it's it's always kind of interesting just to kind of enhance the culture of architecture and design in the company. And so I think that it's we kind of rebooted it this summer and it's going pretty well so far with topics that have have to do with specific projects or you know it could be something like 3d printing candy you know something kind of related but kind of not that's just sort of an interesting topic that's the one that i was talking about last week where i wanted to talk about the photography and so again it's related but it doesn't have to be about architecture specifically or a project specifically and then i'm on an intranet team like we deployed a, a new intranet to make sure everybody's communicating in our office and everybody has the same platform to capture knowledge and share information and all that kind of stuff so i was on the team that deployed that so we're still continuing once a week to meet and just talk about how it's going how can we increase engagement how can we get people to post things in the right places and make sure everybody's on the same page about about how it's going. Um, and then there's lunch. I would love to hear about that more. Oh man. It's that, a, that sounds like a re maybe next a future episode. We need to talk about that. I should put that on my, on my LinkedIn. Yeah, I can, I can do internet, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic for sure. We could, we could pencil that one in sometime lunch. Like today I went, my, my son is actually interning in the office this summer. So oh, cool. he's working in our it department. And everybody says that, you know, my mini me is around, but he's, uh, he's actually taller than, than I am. So he's, <laughs> it's pretty funny how people draw parallels between him and myself because they say we walk the same and he looks like me. It's pretty funny. Um, it's all the stuff that we kind of look at each other and like, really? <laughs> we never noticed this about ourselves, but it, now we're getting all kinds of input. 
but it is kind of fun to have him there and it's really fun actually and he's he's doing a great job he's getting lots of compliments so he's getting a little taste of what it's like to to work with technology and it specifically he loves building computers so he was i i kind of lobbied hard for him to get some experience this summer and it worked out so that's really cool little little awesome practice a little nepotism there yeah yeah i mean that that's what we're for that's why we're senior in the firm (laughs) and uh so so we went rock climbing at lunch today you know 20 minutes in the gym and then we grabbed some lunch that was kind of fun i try to get out to the gym about twice a week during lunch just to go clear my head and Climb some rocks, fake rocks, plastic rocks in this case. This lunch thing you've mentioned a couple of times. What is it's that? very what, important. Yeah, what is that? It's, a, it's the most important meal of the day because it gets you out of the office. You haven't heard of it? No, I, I never leave the office oh, man. all day. Yeah. Well, uh, again, yeah, once no, again, I'm glad lunch. I don't do what you guys do. <laughs> because I, I run have to leave the office every <laughs> every day for lunch. I cannot eat in the in the office. So, yeah, I get out and... And then good. when I get back, I I try to do this. I'm not really good at this yet, but I try to check my email just like twice a day. I try not to let it be the leash in somebody. Like we've talked about this before. Twice a it's day. It's somebody else. Oh, uh, that is so cute. Yeah, you're so cute. It's Evan. somebody else's to-do list, right? And you know this because you are at the mercy of it. So yeah, quit the email program and try to. I try to launch it like it. 10 and 2, something like that. Well, it doesn't always nice. work. but And then after that, it's like strategy, planning. If I have to work on some project stuff, I will. But for the most part, it's it's trying to figure out where we're headed with technology. So wow. it's a busy day. We work 7.30 to 5.30, Monday through Thursday, and then every other Friday we have off. That's fantastic. I mean, if you can find a firm that kind of does something like that, I... I really recommend it because every other week is a three-day weekend if, you know, if the projects and the time allows, but it's it's fantastic. It's it's really good and it's one of the biggest benefits that I have found to working at this firm because it's um it really does allow for balance in your life. So, I don't know if you guys have any kind of altered schedules like that where you are, but that's a fantastic mm, thing. No, but more importantly, What'd you have for breakfast? Me? Nothing. <laughs> Butter coffee. Keto coffee. Yeah, my, my morning routine is probably the most important thing I do all day because it kind of puts me in the right place to accomplish what I do during the day. So I get up I get up early and I either go for a run or I do a sauna and then I, I do a cold shower and I have like my keto coffee or something that just something that gets my brain moving really well so that is probably the most important hour of the day for me is my 5 a.m coffee huh yep Mm. i remember that yeah that's right you're not doing coffee you're psycho no shit (laughs) i'm on i've joined the dark side with pan yeah i never joined i've no he joined your side he's he's coffeeless he's coffeeless that's what he's saying i'm coffeeless makes you feel better i bet well, I will say that I haven't had heartburn in the three months that I haven't had coffee. So, yeah, See, I guess well, so. And good. think of all the money you've saved. Yeah, I, I uh, make my coffee at home. so <laughs> Still got to buy the beans. Yep. And I love them. I love them beans. 
there, you know, there is a, I don't even want to get on this tangent, but there is a beautiful kind of Zen quality to making a good cup of coffee. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, totally. So this is my, my afternoon part that I've left out. I forgot. So there's, there's three guys in the office. I'm one of them that we go and we, we talk about climbing and we make fussy coffee. <laughs> it's the climbing and coffee club. So we walk across oh. the office, we go grind our own beans. We, brew our own coffee and we talk about all the adventures that we want to be doing instead of sitting in the office and then we go back you after that to our desks with our fancy coffee that. it's good amazing well we're all the three of us are all very good at managing our time i have to say so we're yeah. we 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 make time to do this because it's important he just explained to you, Neil, that he really doesn't do anything all day long. <laughs> I don't check so, my email. That's for sure. I'm not there waiting for that next email to come in. That's for sure. Oh, I don't have to wait long. I don't have to wait long because I'm too busy surfing through the ones that were sent midnight the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Typically from Procore. <laughs> uh, okay, we started on Procore. Well, you guys decided to be PMs. Come on. Decided? Yeah. We aged up. <laughs> Promoted. <laughs> yeah. Aged into it. Yeah, exactly. You knew too much. We we brained into it. Yeah. I think we covered a pretty good swath of things that happened during the day. Hopefully we didn't scare anyone away from the profession in general. Oh, wait. We were supposed to just talk about the full day, not just the first <laughs> just half morning. of the day? Yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll do the second half of the day in another episode. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, we're we're running long here, so let's let's uh, let's wrap this one up and uh, remind everybody that this episode is brought to you by Arcat. The music is by System Kid. You can subscribe to Arcaspeak on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or Google Play, and you can even listen to the show directly from our site at arcaspeakpodcast.com. Stay subscribed, everyone, and thanks for listening. Peace. Why are you listening? Get back to work. <laughs> True enough.
Every little thing's gonna be okay.